Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, do you ever pee yourself? Okay, I'm going to be honest, I pee myself from time to time. When I do star jumps at the gym, when I jump on a trampoline, Pretty much every time I cough or sneeze, I had a bad cold a few weeks ago, so I like pee myself multiple times a day and I'm totally owning it. I'm like, do you know what? There's no point in trying to hide that. It's part of being a woman, especially after you've had kids, just own that. But the cool thing is, is that today on Hey Soul Sister via Zoom, I have one awesome woman who's had some of those problems herself, but she's gone on to create an amazing and successful business, providing the answer for us all. It's called Modibody. I love that name. And Modibody is a sustainable underwear designed especially for girls like us, girls who may suffer from a bit of wee leakage or heavy periods. So it's leak-proof and life-proof. It's awesome. Christy Chong, thank you so much. <laughs> Number one, thank you for creating Modibody. But thanks so much for coming on Hey Soul Sister. Thanks for having me, Mel. Tell me, like so many of us girls, do you have your own leaky wee or period stories? I do. Uh, obviously, that was the, the whole reason for Modibody because of my own personal story. You know, my periods hadn't long returned and I started to suffer some light bladder leaks as a mum of two. But um, one of my stories was... In, I was living in Seattle and I had a trolley full of food and my two kids. And I realized that, you know, I was about to pee myself. So I dropped the food and grabbed the kids and I'm running around desperately to find a bathroom knowing there isn't. And yeah, I had a leak and I'm like, let's get out of here because that's not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you know, it was all those little moments that, that led me to the Modi Body brand and the, the product. I was actually really surprised. I mean, I've only given birth to one child biologically from my body. I'm a mum of four, but one came out, my badge. And, uh, <laughs> and I go, it's seriously only one child, but it is enough that I'm like at the gyms when they go do the star jumps, I literally have to do these funny little ones to the side because I'm, and the guy instructor's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you don't understand. I literally yeah. will like pee myself. <laughs> It's so hard. You're right. That no one really tells you how much impact it has on your body having a baby. It's so on so many levels, mental and physical. Oh, absolutely. And do you know what? On Hey Soul Sister last year, I had a, a young physiotherapist and her core business is actually helping women with their vaginas who have prolapses or have the, the leakage. So it is such a common problem. Yeah. So I love that you've done something about it and you know that we can talk about it so that women don't feel ashamed and and that they know they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, because the journey you go on and you can repair, a lot of women can repair their bodies. So, yeah, yep. absolutely. So tell us, when did you come up with the idea to actually do something about it to create Money Body? Yeah, so it was back in 2011 and I had a, well, moved to Seattle with a five-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old and then, um, you know, a year into it, I decided to train for a marathon, uh, as you do. And, um, yeah, I, I, I one of those training runs, I... I had a leak, uh, my periods, I had sweat, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, this is crap. These undies, they don't do anything. And I think the, the environment I was in being Seattle was a very big tech city and it's also a very sustainable city, very organic. And yeah, I just thought I've got to do something about this. I've got to create, I've got to create something better for women. One that I felt more dignified, like I, I would yeah. make me feel better about myself from being more stylish and comfortable, but actually one that was better for the environment. 
Um, so yeah, that's when it all came about. And you know, a couple yeah. of years later, I, I launched it into the into the market. So what was the very first step? Like the very first thing that you did. The very first thing I did after I had the idea was speak to my husband about it. <laughs> what do you think of this idea for this, you know, reusable line of, you know, really cool looking undies? And he went, I think it's not a bad idea. I mean, he's, he's in the medical world, so he was quite, you know, comfortable with talking about bodily leaks. And he said, if you're going to do it, though, you must take a scientific approach. And I did. And, and that stayed with the Modi Body business from, you know, from, from the day one where we always get all of our products internally verified and also independently verified against their claims. Yeah, yeah. And so did you start kind of drawing sketches yourself or did you kind of go out and find like a manufacturing agent or like what was, what did you do to kind of get going? Yeah, so I actually did a lot of it myself. So I started with doing a whole market research with friends and family to make sure, you know, was there a need for this product beyond me? Um, And yes, there was. And then I did you know, back then you Google research, picked up a book from the library, believe it or not, pattern researchers. And I just started making calls. So calls to fabric companies, calls to chemical engineers. And each of those people, when they couldn't help, I say, can, can you put me in touch with somebody else who can help me? And they did. So that was all the tech side. And really the, where I started was definitely in the fiber tech. After I had that sort of comfortable. I mean, I would get these pieces of fibres and sew them into my own underpants. That's how I was testing it. So it was all self-testing, self-trialling. And after that, yeah, after that, I was about finding people to help me with some of the designs. I found a pattern maker and then I created the patterns myself. So I'd be there in in the bedroom, cutting the patterns up, you know, trimming the little gusset areas. Uh, Yeah, a lot of it was self-made. I'd even dyed my own elastics at the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Don't recommend that. that. Don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I love though? Um, so five and a half years ago, I founded a charity called Got Your Back Sister. And so we help women and children who've escaped domestic violence. And I started from home and I started that first year pretty much doing everything myself. And I go, I love it when you do things from the ground up like that. You really get, you learn so much about yourself. You get a really good appreciation for the process. And I think it sets you in good stead for, you know, growing and learning as you grow your organisation. Absolutely agree. I feel so happy I did it that way. And I'm also quite happy that we did it. We obviously took money off our mortgage at the time to finance, you know, some of the stuff that we needed to get the business off the ground, the, you know, photography, the website, yeah. the stock. I'll make this produce the stock and and I'm glad that I didn't take on additional funding as well because it yep. really gave you appreciation for the money you were spending and how to spend it more wisely and I think we've carried that through our business now so yeah, yeah. and it gives you good control then like it's your baby yes yeah. absolutely it is yeah I, I'm I look it, we could have probably grown quicker you know you can do it otherwise you could grow quicker but for me this was right especially being my first you know venture and business venture Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. Now tell us, how does it work? Like the material, the gussets, how does that all work? Very simply. So any moisture, periods, you know, pee, discharge, sweat, breast milk, whatever garment you're wearing, um, it basically lands on the top layer. It's quickly wicked through. So with our garment, you stay very dry. To an absorbent middle layer, it's totally antimicrobial, so it kills any odour. And then you've got a waterproof barrier that prevents it going through your clothes. So it locks the fluid the way for the time it has to be. Once it goes into the wash, the amazing thing is it releases that and then you can dry them, hang to dry and wear again. And, um, you know, you've got a couple of good 
years use out of them. I love it. Do you know what? I was at a cafe, I think about 18 months ago, and I was sitting there and I had a tampon in and my period totally leaked through. And when I got up to leave the cafe, oh my God, I had the big bloody stain between my legs. Oh my God. I was so embarrassed. I was like a handbag in the front of my crutch and the, and I got my jacket and tied it around my waist. And I was like, I'm like going, Oh my God, in my forties, I'm still dealing with like leaky tampons and that sort of thing. And I love that I've heard about Muddy Body. And you know, it's funny. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. She's got a 14 year old daughter who has polycystic ovaries. So she's got quite heavy periods. And I said, oh, actually I've got Christy Chong. She's coming on. Hey, so sister, really looking forward to um, meeting her and chatting with her. She, she created Muddy Body. She goes, oh yeah, that's what Jess uses. Oh, and I go, so yeah, yes, she's a 14 year old girl. Yeah. It is. We do have a big customer base in our the tween and teen market, you know, it's not just there's a sustainability aspect, obviously, by switching to Modi Body, it reduces, you know, every pad has five plastic bags in it and takes 500 years to biodegrade. And if you use Modi Body and switch, you reduce carbon emissions by 70%. So there's a sustainability aspect. But beyond that, I talk about the fact they make you feel more dignified and especially for that young girl, so yeah. simple to use, so simple. She's not messing around with wings and insertions, you know, and then obviously post having babies, you know, there's a lot of pain for some women. So you can use our products. So, so many times endometriosis, women with disabilities, you know, autism, Down syndrome, it's giving them what our mission at Body Body is freedom for everyone. Um, I love it. And I really hope that women who listen to this, yeah, do you know what? I'm getting a bit frank talking about periods and pee and that sort of thing. But I go, that's part of life and being a woman. And I go, I love that you have found that solution. So girls, Go and look up Muddy Body if you don't know about it already. Check it out. So, Christy, you're now an international brand. Was that what you set out to achieve? Like when you were setting up Muddy Body and you're at home and you're looking at fabrics and speaking to, to um, you know, different people about patterns and things, were you thinking like global domination then or were you just kind of like each day at a time? Definitely each day at a time. At the very beginning, it was just, it was simply an idea that I couldn't let go of. And, you know, I sort of became quite obsessed with, with finding the solution to this problem that I was having and for the friends and family that I felt needed it. And that's all it was. It was probably not until, in all honesty, two years in when I realised that I would really, you know, uh, this was going to be something and I couldn't keep running this business on a small scale. I had to think big. I had to think global now. And so that's when I took on an angel investor to help get some money through the door to buy stock and, you know, get my first employee as well yeah, yeah I totally changed as the journey went along and customers kept telling me they love it that's what, what made me change <laughs> yeah awesome I tell you what you just touched on something getting your first employee I remember it got you back sister getting our first employee it was the scariest thing ever <laughs> yes I, that, that interview process I went through about four interviews with the, yeah. that employee you know I had some casuals but the the, the main employee, my full-time employee, she's been with me and she still is. So it's yeah. nice to know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think you're right because I, I remember feeling that was such a massive leap because I'd had a, I'd had a couple of like, um, like contracts assistants kind of help out a few hours a yeah. week, but it was like, no, actually it's time for an employee and same. It's like, it's, it feels like such a big leap, but it was the best decision that I ever made. And it was like, so funny. It's like next, that's when you go the next step as well. Yeah. Absolutely. You're so right. It really does. You sort of just go, oh my gosh, now I can go and focus on here and grow over here. It's 
oh, it was such a welcome relief to have um, her come into the business. Did you have any problems letting go? Because I know I certainly have had that, like in terms of like, oh, but, uh, but I used to do that. Okay, now I've got to hand that to you today. You know what I mean? It's like that whole letting go and trusting somebody else can, can do it. Yeah, I, I find it goes through a process with me. They've got to earn their worth uh, as well. Yeah, I don't have a problem with letting go. I just need to make sure that person's the right person that I'm handing it over to. I don't think I'd be here if I did have too much of a problem with letting go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, it's been really interesting. I've like seriously gone and had mindfulness sessions with my mindfulness guru, Charlotte, just to go, okay, I've got to change my thinking around this. It's okay to let things go. Anyways. <laughs> That's been part no, of my journey. Good on you, but that's self-awareness. And, you know, self-awareness, I believe, is a big part of success as well when you're able to recognise your weaknesses as well as your strengths and act on them. So, yeah, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. A few years ago, I was at a conference and there's a company, I think they were based out of Melbourne called Vino Mofo. So have you heard of those guys? Uh, yeah. Yes. One of the founders was talking and he was telling the story about creating Vino Mofo and, you know, he went into quite a lot of detail and he said that they were just kind of getting off the ground and competitors and like big competitors really started to mess with them and contacted their suppliers and things and got really quite unscrupulous in terms of, you know, underhanded competitiveness. And, you know, and I love that they were really frank about that because not everything is always smooth sailing, you know, and again, that's how we learn and grow is that we go, okay, well, this was a really challenging time. How do we get through that? Have you come up against any of that, like aggressive competitors or any challenges that, you know, have kind of maybe set you back a bit, but you've been able to overcome? Yeah. I mean, look, for us, I mean, there, there is competition. I mean, disposable hygiene brands obviously are the biggest competition. I think in the category there's been other brands that have entered into this space, but I feel like we've actually championed each other more than worked against each other. I think in the last nine months, we've been shocked by the amount of competition from big brands entering the space, you know, sort of hesitant to share too much of some of the stuff they've, they've done along the way, but it's not been as aggressive as that. You know, there's been moments probably where they've, they've sought information in more private settings, but Look, overall, I still believe that we're all we're all growing this category around sustainable leak-proof apparel. I I 100% believe in our Modi Body position that we are the only social change brand that we have sustainability and social impact at the core of what we do, and we've got a bloody good product. So I'm not afraid of them at at all, any of their tactics, because I back our product and I back. I back where we're going, which is sustainable leak-proof apparel. We're not jumping on a trend. We will continually innovate and prove to our customers why they can shop with us. A little bit yeah. of competition is a, it's not a bad thing. The only thing that I would like to be removed, because you invest a lot of money in marketing as a brand, and I really dislike that Google allows brand, other brands to bid on your brand term. So you're out there doing you know, all this wow. influence work, all this PR to drive them to your search, to search you, and then someone can bid on your brand term. And I just feel you can't bid on a billboard. You can't, if you placed a billboard ad, no one could come along and try and slap their billboard over the top of it. But in the, in the online space, Google allows that. And the reason they allow that, because Google wins out. So I didn't even know that was a thing. It is. It used to be illegal and they allowed it to happen. So unfortunately, what ends up happening is we're just wasting money, you know, pushing up the bids and making it cost more when we all should be out there just trying to grow our brand in the category. 
So that, yeah. that's my little right for the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, I didn't even know that was a thing. So that's, yeah, that's really interesting. And I'm sure there's probably other people in business who would be affected by that as well. Yeah, many, many businesses are. And so is there anything specifically that you do or is it just you have to play the game? Unfortunately, you have to play the game. We don't bid on other people's brand terms. We yeah. don't see the point where we're all about, you know, grow the category. I don't see the point in stealing from this category when it's still so new. I think go and steal from the big disposable hygiene. So that's my yeah. view on it. But again, we just are very nimble. That's why we have many markets we play in. We have a very diversified marketing strategy to sort of counteract that. So we're not spending all our money on Google. So now you're in, was it 62 countries? Yes. So which was your, which was your like first couple of international countries? Well, the UK was the, we, we sort of global almost from 2018, but the UK definitely was the first for all to opening up our own 3PL and a, and a dedicated website um, with a dedicated marketing strategy. So that is now driving, so UK and Europe is now driving 55% of our revenue. So we are definitely very global now. Yeah. So Australia is not as big as it used to be. Uh, yeah. And you know, France is the second biggest market for us as well. Wow. Good on you. That is so cool. <laughs> now, I just double checking. Are you you're, you're living in Australia now? Yes. You're still living in Seattle. Okay. Yes. Yes. No, I'm in Sydney, in Australia. In yep. yep. <laughs> so, did you head over there to make that all happen? No, I didn't. I've actually never set foot there to make any of that happen. And you know, even get setting up our manufacturing in China, I only been there twice. So, you know, I, I'm I'm a true, you know, example of that. You can grow a global business and run the operations from Australia. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and do you know what, during these crazy COVID times, it's all kind of Zoom and phone and that anyway, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I got, I've gone through a lot of recommendations. So the 3PL, he, you know, it was came through a recommendation through another online business. And then, you know, I found an accountant through, an, through a friend, and, you know, in the UK to help me out and get all everything set up. I mean, you don't always do things correctly at the start, but I'm a big believer that you just, you work some of those foundational things out along the way. You just keep selling and growing. That's what you need to do. And the rest will catch up with you. So. That's true. And I, I, a few years ago, actually, it's about probably eight years ago now, I went to a conference over in LA with an entrepreneurial self-made billionaire, Anne McKivitt. And she's amazing. She lives in Sydney and we traveled to LA to go see her speak, <laughs> a girlfriend and I. <laughs> anyway, she was talking, I think I actually put, put my hand up and asked a question like in the room, which can be really yeah. confronting when you're in a conference. I said something about, you know, like the fear of failure that can be really crippling. And she said, do you know what? She goes, I just seek perfection 3% of the time. She's like, I'm just like, go for it, tweak and grow, tweak and just like course correct all the time. But she said, you just need to keep going. And that has really stuck with me going, okay, do you know what? Sometimes you don't have to get it perfect right away, but you can, like you were saying, you can tweak and course correct as you go. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise you just get that analysis paralysis. That's what I call it. Because, yeah. You know, which way do I do? Just move. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always about 80, 80% there and, and we're off again. Um, obviously now as the business gets bigger, we need to put a little bit more rigor in place and I, and I believe it's there. But, you know, especially in those early days, you just got to keep on moving. Yeah, absolutely. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. Okay, so now that you've got this amazing brand, uh, this amazing business body body, you're using it as a platform of sorts to have frank and real conversations about periods. And it's only just recently, it's funny, uh, like a few weeks ago, I had somebody send me an email to say, could they come and have a conversation with me about 
period poverty because they wanted to hold a fundraiser, you know, around period poverty and, and fundraising for period products, menstrual products for women. And it's it's funny, I that, that was the first time I'd heard that term. And then when I found out you were coming on Hey Soul Sister and I started, you know, looking at you, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's the thing that you are passionate about as well. And you've created your program, Give a Pair. So tell us all about that. Yeah, so we do have our Give a Pair program because basically in Australia alone, there's 3 million people who live below the poverty line, which is quite shocking when you think about that. And, you know, a great deal of them are women and young girls. And they're actually using all these makeshift products like newspapers, dirty rags, even use pads, you know, that they're keeping for too long, wearing for too long. It's not, it's not good enough. And why are they doing that? Because they're choosing food over period products. And so for us, we know that there's organisations out there donating disposable products, but it's such an anxiety then. They've got this product for one month. What do they do the next month? The anxiety around that is horrible. So I felt we've got a great product. What can we do to help? And so we work with our customers who make donations on site. You can, you know, just 50 cents, a dollar if you want to contribute. And then we contribute. So this year alone, we're going to donate 100,000 pairs of undies to 20,000 young girls or women in need to get this product in, into their hand. And, you know, that, that'll set them up and they don't have to think about their periods for the next couple of years. And that's something we're continually growing. And for us, it's about the measured impact. So we're not just giving this product away. We actually are following up and, and, and reviewing how it has impacted their life. Um, that's so important to me. Everything we do at Modi Body, uh, I, I go back to that science. I, I want to make sure it, it works or it changes or it has the impact or it has the validity um, because it comes back to that authentic brand that we are. Um, yep. you know, being, I think it's just my own you know, yeah. belief system that I apply to the brand. Well, and I love that. And I go, that's, to me, that fills your soul, giving back and helping others, especially when you've reached a level of doing well, you know, like that's the soulfulness, that's the joy in life, you know, is actually Absolutely. being able to give back and help others. Really is. And, you know, groups like Share the Dignity, Plan International, Mission Australia, we're so thankful because they have the resources on the ground to help us distribute these products. So it's great. Well, we have to, should have a chat offline to see how we could help with Got You Back Sister in terms of the women that we help. Because many of the women, actually the majority of the women who come through Got You Back Sister are living on or below the poverty line because of the domestic violence they've experienced. So we should Absolutely. definitely have a chat about that offline. Yes, let's do that. We absolutely have that commitment. You know, it, it's right up at our senior leadership team, the whole sustainability and social impact. So yeah. it filters all that organisation, including from me. We'd love to help. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Okay. How has Modi Body changed your life? <laughs> That's a very good question. I don't get asked that question very often. <laughs> so I suppose personally, I've actually... I actually enjoy work. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I can't say I didn't hate work before, but I didn't feel that passionate about it. And I think to work for something that is so purpose-driven, I, I realised, you know, probably had I gone in and done something in my career, it wasn't Modi Body, but having something that's aligned to a purpose really gives me a lot of great satisfaction. It's changed my life in terms of, uh, you know, I am very, very busy. <laughs> yeah. Busier than I ever imagined I would be. And yeah, I probably did. I didn't see that in my, my life path as well. I've sort of recognized things about myself that I, I didn't know about myself, that I'm really a good problem solver and activator. I've always thought myself as competitive, but what I've realized, I'm not so competitive about me as an individual. So I don't care about the self-promotion so much. I'm actually really competitive about 
building teams and the cohesiveness in my team moving projects forward. I actually get a lot of joy out of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the few little things I've realised about myself and, and maybe that I had more grit than I gave myself credit for. And I think most of us do. Some people look at me and go, oh, I said, no, no, everyone can dig deep and everyone can do it. And, and I still don't like getting up early in the morning. So it's not like I'm up at five and I'm one of those routine you know, people in life, I'm not like that. You know, some yeah. days I'm not as motivated. So yeah. I just put the grit and I've got the purpose and, and that gets me forward. And do you know what? I think the purpose gives you the grit. Yes, I agree. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It yeah. Really when, you, when you're passionate about something or you love something and you, or you know that you're doing something for a, a, a greater purpose than yourself, it does. It, it, it gives you the grit to keep going through like tough times. And I remember prior to Modibody, I do remember hearing people say, oh, when you find your purpose. And I used to feel a little bit sad about that sometimes. Like, when will my purpose come? When will that be? So I feel extremely grateful that I found it. But I also feel I created it. And yep. I created it, as you were saying, through the grit, through continually, continually pushing through those hard times and making something of this. And I think you can do, if I can do it in, you know, periods and incontinence, then you can do it in any, any area of life. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we all have those moments where we question ourselves and go, am I doing the right thing? Or you get fearful, like, can I really do this? You know, is this the right way to go? But you're right. It's like having that grit and that resilience, perseverance to keep going and then, it's like you're doing amazing things. Yeah. yeah. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. So you're a mum. What <laughs> tips do you have for women who are like busy working mums? And, and I know right now during the lockdown, there's a lot of women who are actually kind of hold it all together at home, working from home and homeschooling and that sort of thing. But as a busy working mum, like, do you have any tips for women with their work-life balance or just to keep it all going? Yeah, look, it's really, I, I look, I, as you said, especially during this time, because women still take the load of, of homeschooling, which is, um, you know, partly out of nurture and, and nature who we are and, and partly just because society hasn't quite moved forward and still value men in the workforce over women. But yeah, my tips are, you know, just carve out a little bit of time for yourself. So I go for, you know, a couple of runs, maybe not every week, but, you know, I try most weeks to do it but I'm not too hard on myself if I don't do it either. So I don't have unreasonable expectations. I just set a little bit of a goal for, for what I want from my own personal space and my own personal time. But yeah, be gentle and kinder on yourself. If you don't quite hit that, but still have a little bit of a goal. Yeah. Do you have any other little self-care tips or self-nurture things that you do for yourself besides the running and... Yeah, I mean, I do my Pilates, you know, breathing. I'm a big believer in just deep breathing. I practice those sort of five mindful tips where things are getting too stressful, where you need to centre yourself again, where there's five things around you, five things you hear, five things you feel. I find that's a really good uh, tool and technique to just centre yourself again if you're feeling stressed out. I haven't heard of that one. So so I haven't heard of that. So it's five things you see around you, five things you can hear and five things you can feel. And then what you do is you build down. So you go four three, two, one, and then you actually feel very centred and the stress dissipates. Yeah, because you're like in the present moment again. Exactly, and you're feeling like your body sitting on the chair or your hair on your neck and it's all those little things. Yeah, that's one that I use as a tool. I don't practice meditation, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, but, but I do get a lot of joy out of Pilates and, you know, when I can do that once a week and a couple of runs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so big question. 
What's your vision for the future for Modi Body and yourself? Well, at Modi Body, as it's just about having limitless positive impact. So we're going to continually design sustainable leak-proof apparel that caters to all bodies. And that's what we're doing. You know, I, I, I think this is a legacy brand. That's what I want it to be. So when I'm not here, Modi Body will still be here. I love that, a legacy brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what about yourself? Do you have any goals or anything now, vision for yourself in the future? Yeah, I, I've, I've probably got to come to terms with that at some stage, Mel. I think that's a, it's a really good question. I'm still very much committed to Modi Body, and I think I will be for the next few years, but I don't think I'll do this forever. I know there's another path for me, and, and I'm open to it. I'm very open, but haven't quite worked that out yet. Yeah. Can't crystal ball that one yet. Can't, no, can't give it the headspace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, just before the lockdown, I went to Crescent Head and got a little book from the local gift shop and it's um, my bucket list. And so during the lockdown, I've been sitting there actually doing that, thinking, okay, like, and, and I'm not someone that plans too far into the future, but I go, it's really interesting to think, what are some of the cool things that I could do? when, you know, when we get past this and we go into the future and I go, it's really interesting, all these things that pop up and go, okay, I hadn't thought about that, but let's pop that on the list. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I, I, I think a bucket list is definitely important. In, in our house, we also do these sort of yearly personal work and family goals. So my yeah. husband does one and I do one. I was very, very... Uh, I didn't want to do it at the start. I must admit, I was like, yeah, let's not into that future planning stuff. But I've come around and I really recommend it now to just settle in and and actually just look at what you need, at least the next year is going to be like. And and then when you get to the end of the year, you look back and you go, did I do what I said I'd do? So yeah, that keeps you a little grounded as well. Lovely. Okay, my friend. So how can people find Modi Body and find you? You can find Modi Body at modibody.com, M-O-D-I-B-O-D-I.com. Or you can follow us on all our social channels. I don't think there's one we're not on. We love social media. Yeah. And I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. So, you know, you're most welcome to connect with me. I just, um, sent, you a li- I just sent you a little request before. Yay. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Anyone can just, you know, and then if you've got a request or you want to work together with Modi Body, we're always looking for partnerships as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I know you're a super busy lady and I really appreciate that you've given up your time during the lockdown to have a chat with me and share your story with all the Soul Sisters out there. Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.